7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. Good evening and welcome to the show. I am Tabiso Musia. Luyolo Kalipi is in production. Zelma Tribi in technical and Tabucho Kadebe on social media. Firstly, thank you very much to number one commentator Dwayne Deloka for holding down the mic while I was away uh, for a few days. I didn't get to listen, but I have no doubt that you were in very good hands uh, with uh, the one and only Dwayne Deloka. Thank you, uh, Dane. Dwayne. Um, rather. It is Tuesday, so we are talking careers in sport. And if you ever wanted to be a football writer, or a football journalist, then this show is for you. Sunday Times sports editor Bareng Batukorjas, popularly known as BBK, will be our guest tonight to talk about what it takes to be a football writer and a football journalist. So please call in to ask questions because we use this slot to educate and create awareness about the careers within sport. Our number is 0891104207, SMS line 40938, WhatsApp 061. 4104107 SAFM Sport On. But before all of that, before careers in sport, we are going to uh, start with a disturbing story that caught my attention while I was away. It is that of Summerwood Primary School from the plush suburb of Summer Strand in Port Elizabeth. Trust me, I know because I'm from there. They refused to send their netball teams to play an away fixture at a nearby Warmer Township school, John Masiza. And they're citing safety reasons. We've also seen WhatsApp messages, me and Luyolo, where fathers are asked to come and act as bodyguards if Summer would primary is to honor the fixture because the townships are not safe uh, this story has really bothered me for the last few days because we are trying to move forward as a country we are trying to promote unity social cohesion here but surely we cannot do that if things like this happen but we have invited summerwood primary uh, give them an opportunity to come and explain their reasoning and we'll also speak to john masiza primary school their principal because this was uh, their home matches uh, these netball games but firstly in the news just in from the sabc sports reporter Lilambuli, who was in court again today, judgment has been reserved for tomorrow afternoon, 2 o'clock, in Amazulu's urgent court application to interdict the start of the MTN8 tournament this coming weekend. Amazulu's attempt to delay the Wafa Wafa kickoff was heard today by Judge Dennis Fisher at the South Gauteng High Court in Johannesburg, and the Deben Base Club had initially finished inside the top eight uh, last season, but after advocate William Mukari's arbitration ruling against Ice Cape Town and Tendai Ndoro, they dropped outside. Uh, to the ninth place, which means they can't play in the MTN 8. Uh, so that's why they've gone to court. It's not over yet. Clearly, this Tendai Ndoro saga. But yeah, let's get to that story now about Summerwood Primary School. They refused to play an away fixture in the township. And please, if you are from Port Elizabeth, if you are from areas or if you are from anywhere around the country and you think this story sounds familiar, please give us a call. I want to find out, is this an isolated incident or is um, is, is this something that happens normal? Is, is this a normal I- incident where... Uh, schools from the suburbs don't want to go and play in the townships. We had actually when we spoke to the South African Schools Football Association President, Mr. Mandla Shuz Mazibugo, a couple of weeks ago or two months ago when he said that um, the challenge that they have uh, in running schools football is that some of the uh, uh, schools in, in the suburbs and in the white areas uh, don't want to go play in the townships and it's become a challenge for them. Uh, but let's find out, I mean, how serious is this problem because it looks like this is a problem and if you don't have background by now, as I said, we've seen WhatsApp messages 
raised from Summerwood Primary School, a group conversation, parents and the school, and uh, the grade uh, 7 netball coach suggesting that it will be prudent for the team to have fathers attend the match to act as bodyguards. And then some parents in the WhatsApp groups are saying... um, Asking for dads as bodyguards is making us parents feel uneasy. It's just a bunch of vulnerable girls and ladies. Is it worth the risk to go play this netball match in the township? Having said that, some parents wrote that it was safe. They said it will be very good for social cohesion for the school to go and play there. But the trip was cancelled. Summerwood did not go play um, at John Masiza Primary School in Warmer. And... um, Part of the WhatsApp messages read, we are trying to organize John Masiza to come and play at our school. I've contacted the school, uh, but they have not come back to us um, as yet. So um, we've invited Summerwood pri- Primary School. Their principal had agreed to speak to us. It looks like he's not picking up at the moment. We also did call him about an hour ago just to remind him about the interview. He said, no, it's fine. We can call him. He'll pick up and he'll talk to us. But uh, we can't get hold of him. But we did speak to the principal of the other school, John Masiza, and we'll hear from him after this break. Call Tabiso now, 0891-104-207. So let's hear then from uh, Principal Umbule Londolosi, John Masiza Primary School in uh, Principal Awoma. Um, his school was affected. That's where someone would refuse to go to their school to go play a netball match. Eventually, um, eventually uh, Summerwood, as I mentioned, arranged for John Masiza to go play the game at Summerwood, which happened. But let's hear more from Principal Ndolosi. And I began by asking him just to give us a bit of background about the school and who they cater for. The school at Warmer, Warmer location in Port Elizabeth, one of the areas that the poverty is written all over. We are catering for learners from grade R up to grade 7. And now um, this story has come to our attention that Isama would refuse to play at John Masiza. What reason did they give you for not wanting to play at the school and for wanting to change the venue? Um, what they said is that yes, fearing for the safety of the learners. You know, because we do not want the learners, the learners, the children to go into our schools because of the safety reasons. And what they will do, they will also ask their, the father of the learners to come and be the protocol of them so that if anything can happen to them, they can be there so that they can protect their children. Mm. You know, so those were the reasons. That's why we're questioning the, the safety of the Elena. And do you understand these reasons? Do you accept them? Not at all, really. Not at all. You know, because that would not be the first school that came into our school, you know, to play. We have other schools like Bonza. They, they, they went into our school and they played very well. And also... You know, they, they mixed very well with our learners. There was absolutely no problem. Mm. And as a school now, how did you react to this when you heard that they don't want to come because they are raising safety issues? In the culture of our school, first of all and foremost, we look at, 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 at the best interest of the child. We ask them, okay, if you feel that you cannot come into our school, why? Then they took the reason, and then we said, okay, 
Because we want our children, because we, we told our children that they're going to play with them. What arrangements are they going to make in order for us to move from where they are afraid of so that we can go into into them? And then they are great to pay for, for the tax so they can ferry our players to their school. As you mentioned, they raised issues of safety and said even the fathers must come and be bodyguards. But as a school, uh, did you reassure them that nothing like this will happen or that other schools have come to play and there have been definitely, no incidents? Definitely, we mentioned that. They were finding it very surprising that well, they were, we, 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 made it, we, said, we said to them there are many schools that came into our school to come and play. You know, there was nothing of any sort of that their, their safety was unaffected. You know, so even to them we said so. Mm. And uh, you sound like you were disappointed by this. Were you disappointed? Were you shocked by these reasons given by Isama Wood, especially because uh, they're not too far from Woma? They're they not too far from Woma, no. So it was indeed, I was uh, totally shocked when I heard about what they said, you know. Uh, I, I, in 24 years in democracy, you have people that still think like that, you know, because we are saying we want the social cohesion between the learners and between the various, we the multiracial, you know, so we want our children to learn from us, those children and them to learn from us, our children as well. So we were shocked, you know, and then we said, okay, because they offered to say, Indeed, they can give us money to go and play there. Then definitely we went there because we're in middle school, you see. So indeed we went there. Mm. And then Abandu Anabona, the kids, how did they react to this? Did you tell them? Were you honest with them or did you try and protect them? Um, we didn't want to get them involved in such uh, issues, you know. Because the child is a child. The child doesn't see white, black, red, blue. A child, when you say that a child, you say a child. You know, so we didn't want them to be involved, you know, so we didn't tell them to be precise. You eventually went there, and I understand that you won most of the matches. How was how, how were the games played in good spirit, and what were the results? Yes, the game was played in good spirit. We beat them all, and uh, our children, although they, were, they, they, they did not have any shoes, you know, they played with their bare feet. And then we managed to beat them all. We beat all the other teams except, except one team, mm. you know. Mm. And did you not feel you putting your kids at a disadvantage by sacrificing your home game? Yes, indeed. But when when they said, I mean, yes, they are going to give us you know, money for the transport, instead of losing the game, rather we go and play there. Indeed, we, 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 we took into consideration that Indeed, it will be um, uh, disadvantaging our children, you know. But because of the circumstances, I didn't want our children to play. Then we said, okay, we will just go and play there. And finally, Mr. Ndolosi, surely this can't be the end of the matter because it might encourage other schools to do the same. What is the latest now on this incident? Um, the latest now with the incident, we near is that. We, we have not yet spoken. Uh, I have taken the matter to the, to the SCP, and the SCP said we need to, to go to investigate the matter, the matter further so that we can write a letter to the, 
to the principal and trying to to get to know as to why they did not want to come into our school so that so that next time we see how can we um uh, how can we resolve such an issue yeah well that, that's the story right there, and that's why we invited Summerwood Primary School to come and explain to us why they did not want to go play in the township and and uh, and, and what are these safety concerns that they have. Because as you heard from uh, the principal of John Masiza, the Mbule Londolos, he's very disappointed, uh, but he says that they had to make a decision for the kids, especially because and then Summerwood offered to pay for their transport, so they went there uh, because of that, and they didn't want the kids to be caught up in uh, this mess. Uh, but he says so many schools have gone to play at John Massey's and there have been no issues of safety or anything like that and I, I think that's why we wanted Summerwood to come and give us their side of the story and there's an SMS coming here also uh, that says um, that where's that SMS now Liola it says this is an abuse of your position to embarrass the school like how is this an abuse of my position to embarrass the school I've invited the school to come and give us their side of the story we want to understand why do they not want to go play a game in the township. I think that for me, that's an embarrassment more than anything. This SMS further says the school is responsible for the safety of its people. Fair enough, safety we understand, but if they can tell us what incidents have happened before, if there have been previous incidents where they were worried about safety, where uh, fathers have to go and act as bodyguards, then they must come and let us know uh, so, so so we can know. But they clearly don't want to come on the show. We've called them so many times now. They're not answering and they don't want to come and give the side of their story. And all I can do is ask questions and we have to highlight the stories. Unfortunately, we have to put these stories out there if you feel that i'm embarrassing the school by highlighting the fact that the school i uh, didn't want to go in go go play in the township then i i don't know then after the break we'll take your calls leading sport stories of the day on safm on twitter morolong says welcome back sir though you have just arrived with this dispre- depressing news of this uh, suburb school and uh, uh, also somebody says Titseko says in the does principal Ndolosi have criminals hooligans in the school why did Summerwood parents feel the need to have their husbands to moonlight as bodyguards in the township Sipiwa says Sipiwa says it happens everywhere in the Eastern Cape in Queenstown township schools have to go to Queens College or Hanklip same thing in East London Emonti let's go to the lines we've got KGM in Cape Town KGM good evening Good evening, Davisho. Uh, How are you this evening? Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. What's your comment, sir? Look, uh, we, we're dealing with, with a, an issue here which is not a symptom. It's a serious problem. And uh, as much as one would like to sometimes uh, apportion the blame to to government, I think parents are largely to blame for this one. Uh, I'll give you two or three experiences I've had. One, it, it, it is very prevalent in Cape Town. I mean, you'll have head um, principals telling you straight or head of, of, of sports at schools telling you that they, there's no way that they're going to take their, their kids to, to townships. There's many uh, 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 schools in suburbs in, in Cape Town that will never, ever set their foot in, in Kylie, Chago, Uletu and the likes. Now... There's no way we can claim that these things are happening and, and we're not aware of them as parents as well as, as, as uh, uh, teachers, because teachers, they are also parents in these schools. Mm. The, the second part was Bloemfontein. Uh, at, at the, at the, maybe I shouldn't mention uh, the name of the school before I, I get all the emulations on my head. But the, the point is this, mm. we, we We are very reactionary as a, as a nation. When, when when things like this happen, we make a lot of noise, 
and then the dust settles down. I, I remember I wrote a, a letter to the then Minister of Sports when this thing, uh, when I experienced it personally, mm. where uh, Minister Mbadula then, he promised heaven and earth, he's going to, heads uh, are going to roll, and then he gets he, he get moved to another portfolio, he went into the police, and the next thing he's gone again. So whether you're looking at it from a political point of view or even from us as parents, we are very reactionary. I promise you, we're talking about it today on SAFM. Uh, next year, at the same time, we'll be talking about it, and nothing would have been done. Yeah, the I... solution should be we, we, we need to force these schools. We need to force uh, the enforcement of law needs not only to come from government, but from us, even as parents. Uh, there's no need that kids can be told that other kids are more dangerous than others because. I mean, the environment of a school is different from the environment yes. that they're cleaning. And, and if, if one township uh, has a problem of, of uh, rowdiness and, and a, any other things or, or crime or, or safety issues, it doesn't mean all the townships have the same problem. And I mean, I'm from PE, as I said, and there's also crime in Summerstrand where the school is. I know people that have been robbed there. In, in, exactly in, my in, 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 and... and oh, sorry, KGM, we lost you there. Smilo Epai, uh, good evening. Good evening, good evening, Thomas. How are you? Fine, thanks, Milo. Yeah, um, well, I, 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 I to, to, to allude to what Thomaso is saying, I played for uh, first team rugby from a, a, a neighboring high school in Samawood. You know, uh, when we used to play, I, I matriculated there in 2012. Mm. So when we used to play back in the days, you know, uh, every year we used to go to a different school to play, and then the following year the school comes to us. But the difference is now we used to play a township school to a, a, a special week. Mm. Now that school we never used to go to them. Ah. Each year, year in year out, they came to us. You know, uh, and as a black man myself, you know, I don't want to mention the racial things, but living also in the township, uh, I would have loved to play, you know, back home. Yes. Up or back, you know, in the passage streets of home. Of home. But uh, we never afforded that opportunity. So, so, so it's something similar to this. And it's been happening. At time, we weren't exposed, you know, to 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 to, to the ins and outs. So now it, it it alludes to to what is currently happening with uh, Samawood. And that's what sport is about. You play home and you play away. Different conditions, different challenges. That's what it's all about. And that's why you taught to go play home and away at a very young age. I went to Lawson Brown High School. Unfortunately, we never had those issues, Tina. We played the Ezwide. We played Guazakele. We played in Sorsville, Shorda, Galvindale, where they told us the gangsters are there. We played there. We had no problems because we only went to play sport and no one bothered us. Zuki in East London. Hey, my bro, how are you, sir? Fine, thank you, sir. Good. Look, man, I myself uh, went to school in Kumbulane, so you were my neighbor in, ah, in Lawson Brown. Back when it was still uh, the old Kumbulane at North End, yes. I, I heard it bent down now and all. Look, it, 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 it's, it, the, the, the manner in which this is so condescending is just beyond belief. And the thing is, our white counterparts will never get that. You know, it's like, it's like we like making noise and we like making non-issues, big issues. Everything is about race. But when you're going to say you are fearing for the safety of, of, of uh, your children to go to a township school, and yet there has never been any incident reported by any school that's been to that school to play with those kids. I mean, what are you trying to say? It's unbelievably condescending. And, and you know... Some of our white counterparts need to come to the party, my brother. We cannot be, the, the, we cannot as the black uh, uh, um, uh, indigenous of this country.
be the ones pushing cohesion with them. And yet they were the perpetrators of the kinds of crimes that, I mean, I don't want to go back to all of that and and, and open old wounds, but there seems to be an element of pride in these guys. You know, an element of arrogance. And let me read you something, Zuki, because me and Luyolo got more information on this story. Yeah. We got a hold of a letter that Summerwood wrote to the department because we'd asked the department to come and speak to us. They can't speak on this matter. They're saying that it's being under investigation. But we got hold of a letter uh, that Summerwood wrote. And it says in the letter that uh, the principal says there is no incident here. Uh, we also went above this and bought cool drinks to spoil our visitors when they came to play in our school and because we saw that they were also playing barefoot we decided to offer to raise techies for them ha so now we must buy you buy cool drinks now you're spoiling them to buy cool drinks really let's go to tim scott in Deben. thank you tim for holding and for for calling us good evening tim um i just want to say to you that i think you're doing a fantastic job um, and I'll tell you why I say this, because I, I listen to the radio, Ernest Pillay, and I listen to the, the, the financial stuff. And, but, you know, there were two interviews you did. One was with Hans Krenier's widow. Yes, yes. Um, and the other one was Zola Butt. And those were both very difficult interviews. Yes. Uh, because obviously things happened, you know, in those people's lives, which we probably uh, wouldn't want to have about. Yeah. And I think you handled it so well. And I think you're doing a fantastic job. Um, and the other thing is that I'm very glad that you bought an NYPD uh, coffee <laughs> for Ernest. For Ernest, thanks, team. And i got to tell you that Zola Bud interview was really difficult. It was hard for us to convince her to come and talk to us because she wasn't sure how yeah. she's perceived in the country. She wasn't sure how she's yeah, perceived sure. by the black community sure. because of, of, of yeah. what happened in the past. Now, yeah. thanks for that, team. So I think you handled both those interviews so well because they're very difficult interviews. Uh, thanks a lot, Tim, for your comment. We'll end with a voice note from Anonymous on this topic of Summerwood Primary School. We still can't get hold of the principal. Uh, we're going to talk careers in sport next. BBK is already with us in studio, but let's end with this voice note. Uh, hi, Tobuso. I think for me, the most saddest thing is that we have, especially in PE, I wouldn't want us to mention the school even where my child is at, that they've never attended any games in the location to play, but those schools have come to them uh, to play. And uh, for the six, past six years now, which is in grade, he's in grade six, rather, they have never come any close in terms of those the school going to at the black school, so-called black school, to play their matches. But the, uh, the black school have come several times to play with them at their premises. And I can tell you now, even if you can put it and send it to the Department of Education, they won't do anything about it. That's the saddest state of the matter that we face when it comes to segregation between the model schools and also the black schools. Well, that's from a parent, somebody who's got a, a kid in a school, but he didn't want to say which school it, it, it was, remain anonymous. It seems like it's a common prob- problem, this uh, one, folks, and we have to talk about this. As I said, we're trying to build a country here, nation building. We talk about it. We talk about social cohesion and all of that. And really, 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 we can't afford to have things like this happening um, in our country. And that's why I would have hoped that someone would come 
come on air and explain to us what is it that they were concerned about so maybe we can understand them better but now if they uh, don't even want to run away if i mean if they don't even want to talk i don't want to say they run away but they don't want to come and talk to us then we really can't sort out um here and as sizwe bay says on twitter i'm not sure about the text you read that you are embarrassing the school and opportunity was provided for their side of the story they should have been on radio narrating their side of the story up next we're going to talk careers in sport ever wanted to be a football journalist a soccer writer we've got sunday time sports editor at bbk with us in studio sport on on safm Good evening. BBK is here in studio. Thank you, BBK, for coming. I don't want to say it's been a while, but I haven't seen you in a while. I clearly don't attend press conferences anymore or matches anymore. Welcome, Richard. So welcome back from, uh, what was it, the US of A? The concrete jungle so streets. Gallivanting with the, the high and mighty while some mere mortals like us are trying to work for a living. <laughs> Thank you for having me here. Good evening to yourself and good evening to your wonderful listeners. Thank you very much, PBK. Thank you for coming. We always use this opportunity on a Tuesday to educate people about various careers within sport. A lot of people will always uh, SMS me or email, sorry, email and all of that saying they want to be presenters. But I try to tell them there's much more to sport than just being a presenters. And we want to understand what it takes to be a sports writer, but specifically football. I want us to focus on football uh, with the new season also starting here. I won't call you sir because you don't like being called sir so i'll call I you i was never editor. knighted by that uh, lady from england <laughs> okay. i do not understand the sir language i know which i'm a black bone i will take that anytime and i also want to save you from the wrath of my mother first mention she insists call him barring but gorgeous because that's what she called me and then your bbk nonsense can come later uh-huh. and yes mama tomorrow it's your birthday and cabello my son also yes. you share a birthday with your grandmother in case chabiso doesn't give me this opportunity let me just hijack and say many more great years for the both of you and i love you both great stuff and i know exactly that young man that you're talking about <laughs> well raised young man uh, barring but gorgeous bbk Firstly, um, it's been about six years in your position at Sunday Times Sports Editor, if my math is right. I uh, think I was appointed in 2012. Yes, yeah, you are that's correct. six years, right? I mean, for a journalist, your math is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> How has the journey been? The journey has been challenging. The journey has been uh, trying. The journey has been, most importantly, fulfilling. Fulfilling in the sense that one got the opportunity to grow in in, in the Sunday Times family. I started at the Sunday Times back in 1996 while I was uh, still uh, completing my journalism students at um, Technicon Natal near DUT. It was called Technicon Natal. Yes, yes, of course. The grey on the beard is not (laughs) for nothing, my brother. Where the likes of Abu Vuyom Tuyedwa, Wala SAPC, Nabo, Rems Mabo, they were our seniors. And I shared a class with Matlomula Murake, Osandile, Smelane, and and a whole host of people who, who are in the field right now so the position is not something that one looks for or that one campaigns for you you wake up at least in my case uh, to go to your uh, place of employment to try and do one thing and one thing only to perform to your optimum and let the rest take care of itself so having been there since 96 
and leaving in 1999 to be one of the founding members of the Sunday World mm. and spend a great seven years there, being the first tabloid in the country to hit the road, if you excuse the mail and guardian, um, a tabloid in the form, you know, of um, uh, celebrity news and those kind of things. But what we sought out to do was to try and make sure that sport, uh, in particular, uh, in general, and football in particular, was something that we tried to, to do well because at the time, I think we were working um, closely to the Sowetan as our mm. daily sister publication. And anyone who is my age will know that Sowetan comes from a place where anyone who is worth their salt in football called it the Soccer Bible. So it was very imperative that as the sister publication of the Sowetan, we don't do badly in soccer journalism. Those are the guys that gave us Bafana Bafana. Those are the seniors who were in the Sowetan Sport Department and they gave us that name. Now, you're saying that you don't go out looking for a position, but in the position that you are in at the Sunday Times, a sports editor, do you feel that you, you have a responsibility though? Because I have to admit, it, the, the kind of the style has changed a bit since you took over. I've been reading the Sunday Times for a very long time. I know you've been reading your father's newspapers for a very long time, Tavis, <laughs> and that is a good thing because that is also how I got interested in newspapers myself. I always read the daily news, you know, I'm a Deben boy, so whenever my father, who in fact is my grandfather, my mom's dad, may the Lord bless his soul, always came home with the daily news, and if he was in a particular mood, I do not know what happened, he will come with the Mercury, and then on Sundays, it was always the Sunday Tribune. Um, it is great if people who read the product that we produce as a team, uh, because I'm just a leader of a team, it is not my show. Um, there's Kanye Sotoako there, there's Liam Delcame there, there's also Telford Vice, uh, Telford Vice with Cricket, uh, there's also David Isaacson. Yes. What Ninao and Logo and I have sought to do is that since he is the head of the digital sports, we make one team. So your Matlatsin Patlele, Max Radom, uh, all form part of the team uh, that we work with. Sazi Hadebe is another one. So what we try and do is to try and say the Sunday Times is not a very cheap newspaper. At 22 rand, you can get a loaf of bread, I think you know and uh, it must be a bread that can be filling if you Tabiso Musia and other readers find that there is a difference I hope it's a difference to the better yes, it yes, also yes. encourages us to say let us go on one more time one more week and try and do better than last Sunday I just think there's a better reflection of what's going on in the country and uh, obviously of the most supported sports in the Sunday Times um, under BBK. That's the difference that I've, I've, I've noticed. There's already a, there are already questions coming in and I want to read this one from Gossipete Exim Timde because I was going to ask you about it. You said you studied at Technicon Natal and he wants to know what studies should kids do if he or she wants to be a sports journalist. I studied English history um i think there was a bit of geography in that because like i did say the only numbers we as journalists know are the chosen numbers on the soccer players uh, uh, apparel yeah. um i have always been a, a lover of history i'm interested about what makes us to be in the positions that we are in uh, at any particular time in the world and I, I think that the english language if you came of parents who came from the era of jc you, you would know how no, how those know. people took it you know when when they were reading such books as your James Hadley Chases and, and all those things but what, what matters is that if you are going to be 
hoping to work for an English medium. Of course, you have to do very well in English. You you have to understand what is happening uh, around the world. Uh, at Technicon, they taught us practice of journalism. They taught us uh, political science. They taught us uh, broadcast journalism. So basically, when you come out, you come out where you are able to put yourself in an area of employment in broadcasting like we're doing now in terms of print as in writing and also in terms of television. You know, so I, I think that Konamanje, South Africa, we are privileged in that we are trying by all means to make sure that it's not just English and Afrikaans that gets prominent. We want balance of all the other languages. We have 11 of them. And Totsital, if you are like Chabiso and myself, which is the unofficial uh, language of this country. But I will say that do well. Do well in all languages because in the end you're going to write in languages. You can work for Isolezwe, Lassizulu in KZN, or Elisiklosa in Eastern Cape. And if you so wish, you can work for rapport or PLT if your Africans yeah. is better than Gorgias. I was very frustrated though, Gorgias, when I was in tertiary at 2UT because you could never focus on sports specifically. You had to do everything. I, I did journalism and they would send me to a police station to go uh, find out how many people have been arrested for drinking, driving, or how many people have been killed and all sorts of stuff. At and least you were not sent to go and do a story on a cat that was stuck in a pipe. Oh, oh sorry <laughs> for you. Oh, sorry for you. No, I never got that far because I never stayed until the end. But do you think that, because I always wanted to go to the super sport training session because they used to train at the school there at TUT. Yeah. Do you think there should be specific sports journalism courses or should journalism come all come under one banner? Look, obviously speaking from personal experience, Chabi, so I, I think it is a very important thing that people study journalism. I'll tell you an interesting story. Um, sport journalism happened by chance. I wanted to be a political journalist. Oh when I started out. Um, I come from uh, house, number six, house number 684 CO2 13 in Chesterville um, where my uncles were people who were highly active let us put it that way and, and did all manner of things that sought to contribute in whatever small way in bringing our country to the dispensation that we arrived in in 94. So there was no way I was going to escape you know being aware so when 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 you get to journalism it, it is it is helpful for you to understand how to write a new story it doesn't kill you to understand how to do cotton crime reporting. I mean, look at the PSL now. If there was no element of cotton crime in what True. I studied, I would be struggling to understand what is going on in that court. And the beauty of a Technicon, as opposed to your university, I may suggest, is that there's also practicals. You don't just study, study, book, book. You go out there and you have to do this thing, you know. I, I used to hate the whole idea of going into a court and bowing to some old white man <laughs> who really didn't appreciate my presence in his courtroom. But nonetheless, those those kind of things shape you. They make you to be able to do a story better because it's not just going and watching PBK 11 against Chabiso 11 and trying to craft a match report out of that. It's not just about doing a preview. It's not just about doing a match review. It is also about looking into issues that may be arising, maybe coming from a financial statement of the organization of whatever spot that you are dealing with. You need to be able to tell what doesn't add up to that and see the story behind the story. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to Very do all of journalism. Very good point. I wish I'd met you while I was still uh, um, at TUT. By the, li by the way, lines are open 0891 104207, uh, SMS 40938, WhatsApp 061-4104107. If you have any questions for BBK, you want to find out uh, more about being a sports journalist, you can also use the hashtag SAFM Sport On.
For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Before I go to the lines, uh, BBK, uh, I just want to find out from you, what is the one thing that you were taught in journalism school that still rings true today? In journalism, there are no free lunches. <laughs> Do you want me to repeat that? No, I don't understand because we always get free food when we go to the uh, PSL press conferences and at Chiefs and at Pirates and all That's that. wonderful. Um, I, I think it's just uh, people being cautious. Uh, what this means is that you can never be done a favor by anybody, especially anybody in power, because that favor doesn't just come with anything. Uh-huh. I've never been to prison, but I know one thing. With the, all the movies that I watch when I'm sitting at home, what you see is that people get cigarettes, get offered food and all of that, and you know what's going to happen when you follow the script. It is not going to be anything but do you think that that cigarette or that plate of food was for nothing. Okay. So when I say to you, Mr. Mosia, in journalism, there are no free lunches, it means exactly that. It means that there is not going to be somebody who's just going to do you a favor just because they like you. It's because they are going to call that favor back. And once you put yourself in that situation, I'm sorry, my friend, it is down slope from then on. can get out. Yep. Let's go to the lines. Pure in Tembisa, thank you for calling us. I understand you're a journalism graduate. Good evening, Tabitha. Good evening, Ooh, Good evening, Spiwa. Uh, thanks, guys. Okay, um, I just want to know, why is it difficult um, for journalism graduates to, to get into sports industry, um, considering that I'm a qualified journalist, um, I've got a bit of a background in both print and radio, um, but it's been uh, really, really difficult to somehow get a job, more especially into um, football reporting. If you don't mind me as, uh, answering your question by asking a question, when did you graduate? Um, in 2014. 2014. And since graduating, what have you done to try and find yourself a job? No, I've worked at the New Age newspaper, like I said, now the defunct Afro Voice. Um, I've also been a freelancer for the SAPC. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but since then, uh, it's really been difficult to get somehow uh, something. Uh, concrete or tangible i will speak from a position where one is inside uh, the the industry and one of the things currently besetting the industry now is what is affecting the whole of south africa um the financial situation the economic situation that the country finds itself in means that companies are, are not necessarily as open as they were in terms of welcoming new uh, intake of graduates but i think that where i am employed there is a program where at the beginning of every year young journalists are invited uh, to submit their cvs and uh, from then on those cvs go through and people are invited for interviews and depending on the number of intakes they can actually accommodate those people come through i think in the last five six years there's been several graduates that have come from there and and if you do not mind uh, the email address is bbk at sundaytimes.co.za i am not by any chance promising you any employment but i am promising you that if you send me that email i will forward it to the relevant department and whatever happens from there all i can say is good luck but never ever ever stop trying it is not easy you know tabiso was talking earlier you you meet a lot of people saying that hey tabiso hey pbk i want to uh, do uh, analysis on sabc sport what must i do 
and you say, what are you willing to do? No, I just want to get there and, and wear those shoes like you. Mm-hmm. Maybe now I can come up with my own hats and they allow me. It's not about that, you know. It is not about that. It is about trying to empower yourself, upscale yourself and upskill yourself to a point where even if you put something on the table, people are going to be able to say, I am willing to take a chance on this person. So, Mandoza Washo, so never tire just keep on trying keep on pushing something is going to happen thank you and i think you've helped a lot of uh, people with that question as spiwe and with that answer bbk because there were a lot of similar questions coming through tato in pretoria good evening hi tabisa how are you fine thanks good good uh but worry dumela tato go mahlanye go pitori who's it yeah good good Listen, um, I'm an I'm an aspiring blogger, and since well, I don't have like journalism and um, the degree. What would I have to do in order to succeed in that small uh, area of journalism? I would say. Okay, great question. I'll tell you why I believe it is great. I, I think that everybody can write. You know, uh, we we grew up. Uh, during the year of Bandu education where you wrote a lot of compositions at school and and that will tell you that you can be able to string a sentence a paragraph and something that works up to 400 words and stuff what 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 needs to happen though what 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 i see as a danger in, in terms of this world of blogging and all of that you do not just wake up and decide that i'm going to write something about tabiso and you write something about tabiso be it a critique be it whatever you want to do and you do not understand that there are do's and there are don'ts. You know, there, there are things that you should be able to say and there are things that you can never ever imagine saying without making sure that you have a shred of evidence to back up what you do. So now blogging is something that everybody can do, but journalism is, is a profession. Journalism holds us to certain ethical codes. Journalism says that before you publish, you must be 100% sure. I know that there are things that are happening that are wrong in journalism now. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend Oguchi, everything is hunky-dory in our world. But in the little space that we operate, we try, at least by all means, to make sure that when in doubt, do not publish. Tabi, so okay. when in doubt, do not broadcast. So try and arm yourself with a, a bit of a course that is going to give you at least the basics so that you understand exactly what this you can do, this you cannot do, because if you do not, you will find yourself swimming in, in, in a sea or of low suits that you will not even be able to defend yourself on. You you broke a big story recently about Pesitao and... Um I want to understand what does it take to break a story and also there are always sources being quoted is there a certain number of sources that you need to make sure that your story is correct how does one trust a source okay this thing works about uh, two things three things contacts 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 you 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 develop a contact book when when you start you are not going to get stories falling uh, uh, from heaven like man i don't even know whether that story is true what what you do have to do though is is to make sure that when when you put yourself out there when you say that this is me this is where i come from this is what i do 
you develop a relationship of trust with people that you speak to. Some people are pretty comfortable putting their name to their stories and making sure that this is what I said to BBK and they can quote me on it and I can stand up for it. Other people are not so comfortable. What you do then when you're writing a story, you're getting um, a, a tip off basically that says Pesitao is a wanted man. And Pesitao is not a wanted man in Russia or in Belgium, what have you. Pesitao is a wanted man in the English Premier League. You say, what? Okay, how are we going to make sure that we confirm the story? You go out and you dig. And you know, because you, you've got close to 30 years experience in the business, you, you know where to go, where to start sniffing around. And you get to the one person who confirms your story and they're like, but I do not know you. You never got this from me. Mm-hmm. And then you go and like, okay, fine. If this person knows the story, where in my fishing pot can I look? to also confirm the story and confirm it with a person who is not related to that one person because for all I know they could be selling you a dad and the basic basic exactly the basic basic principles are so then is to say can I ask myself do I have three independent sources who are confirming the veracity of the information that have been given to me and if that is an overwhelming yes you have every right to then go on and publish and if you do so also you must understand it's not going to make some people happy but if people understand that you come from a place where you are doing journalism and as much as they may have wanted to keep things under wraps and what have you it is not your business because you don't become an extension you know of a public relation of a certain entity you are a journalist who is employed by that particular newspaper in my instance the sunday times that is how we're able to break that story great stuff i have to go to the calls again quick break at safm radio and at tabiso musia on twitter okay we've got uh, people calling us let's go vince in mlo uh, welcome back how are you doing thanks vince good and you no i'm good uh, let me greet uh Bachubaring Koja. hey vince who's at me bro but we're now ring I'm good, I'm good. I just have a, a, a quick question here. Sure. Uh, you have mentioned, I think my question might be similar to, to the uh, two previous callers. Where can graduates that have already graduated, where can they start? Because I started on the back door. I'm, I'm, I'm um, part of a community registration. But where can people who don't have access to those big cities, where can they go? Okay, can I take the second question? I think it's similar, and then you'll answer. Eddie in Free State, thanks for holding. BBK is here. Oh, th- Thanks, my brother. Thanks. Now, you know, there, there are people who are making us to be proudly South Africans, and your guest is one of them. And even yourself, Natimsia, we are so proud of you guys. And my Thanks. question is to him, uh, okay, why can't you open a, an academy, man, uh, where the, you know, the radio stations, the community radio station can be able to tap people that you have, uh, that, that you, you, have, you know, um, uh, mentored and so on. Please, man, I, we are really proud of you guys. Thanks, Eddie. Do you want to take those BBK? Eli, hello, Eddie, and thank you very much for the compliment that you've just given. I I think that in in, in the great scheme of things, one thing that we as black people do not really do, we don't bring each other up. We don't bring each other up as much as we should and as much as we know we can, given our background. 
it is something that is uh, at the back of one's mind, uh, my brother, to try and make sure, Uguti, as we grow and we gain the experience that we've gained, we do not then go to our graves with the knowledge that we have. Uh, I started out at a community newspaper myself before I even went into a journalism school because I, I had this passion and I really wanted to do this thing. And and, and to my luck, when 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 people from the Sunday Times went around the country and uh, had about seven posts and I am told they interviewed something in the region of 170 people around institutions uh, giving journalism in the country and I was one of those people and being there uh, finding yourself wanting to be this political journalist and find that the space is so overcrowded by a very good uh, journalist who were doing politics at the time and when you get asked then who do you want to choose as your mentor and you say it has to be Thomas Quenaite and uh, your then news editor looks at you and laughs and uh, because they are thinking that you are lazy because you want to do sports <laughs> um, I think that what one has been able to learn from people like Thomas Quenaite and all other people who, who were there to, to offer us help I'm mentioning him by name because mm. it, it was genuine from the very way go when I said to him TK I want you to be my mentor he looked at me up and down and said hey, daughter, can you take bullets and I looked at him up and down and said hey, daughter, I come from Chesterville and he was like I can't but let's do this and I must tell you at the time TK's life was under threat uh, TK was moving around with bodyguards hired by the Sunday Times uh, because of the great work of journalism that wow. he was doing and the sport big stories journalism. that he was breaking in sport journalism wow. uh, I couldn't have had a, a better way to learn so you're doing something in community radio keep your flame burning it's going to happen and I can't I remember for the life call. of me the other call I have to take this call uh, somebody was worked with BBK he wants to say a short word. Humuto, uh, good evening. Hi, Tabiso, how are you? And good evening to BBK oh, Machazan. Humuto Mkwena. Humuto Mkwena, Pansa Mkotin, Laswea Kona, Mfanagita Vuta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good to be talking to you guys. Tabiso, I just wanted to say, man, I've worked with the guy for seven years in total at Sunday Times. You know, we arrived with a big reputation, but, you know, we 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 made a, rela- a good relationship and we worked as a team. And I learned so much from him, and I would want to believe that he learned something from me. And you know, respect is mutual for my work and 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 for as 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 friends. And again, you know, I'm hoping that our paths will cross again in the industry. But I say, yeah, he's a great man and, and a dedicated journalist. And, all the best to him and to you, Tavis, as well, my brother. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, Deputy Sports Editor at the Sunday Sun. Sun. Yes. I'm not going to let Sun. you answer that because we're out of time and we're going to cry and all of that and all of that. And I, I, I just want to say I appreciate that. And if there's one thing that people can also learn about journalism, if TK broke the big stories back then, there's yeah. one story that and broke in PSL era, the story of match fixing. Uh, it shook the that. foundations of football and journalism student who wants to be soccer writers and all that can always refer to that example. I'm sure we can get together and do talks on how to go about it. I've got less than a minute and I have to ask you about Jealous Down. I'll just leave it at Jealous Down. I've never seen a match report like that in my life and when I've spoken to people, they always refer to that match report. What was going through your mind with Jealous Down? Unfortunately, you've got a minute to tell us. The thing about football is that it evokes so many emotions and what have you. And when you write a match report, you, you had cut blanche you have to you have to express you're not doing this for yourself you're trying to paint a picture in words and you you also come from a township like i say i mean i'm proud yes. of my i'm from chester for me, that's what you've stood been out. to my home that's you've what been, stood out you've in been that to me, so you know my community and you know how i relate with my people yes. and 
you know every place you go where there are black people if something good happens if something good happens and they want to commend it so jealous town on that particular day referred to this one particular team that won the match uh, convincingly not just by goals in terms of defense in terms of offense in terms of match organization in terms of what they did with and without the ball and in terms of how much joy they gave to their fans on that particular day it was none then beginning it with Jealous Town and ending it with Jealous Town. I know Sister Majola, if he's listening, he says that's the best match report that he's ever read in his life, and I agree with you. But our time is up. If you're a Chiefs fan, Bedfest Vets are leading 1-0 at the FNB Stadium. Sundowns looks like you've just scored against Pulukwane City 1-0. Those are the two games happening right now. It's still early days, 20 minutes in. Uh, but BBK, thank you very much for your time and for coming into studio just to share more about your profession and your career. And we're going to put the podcast up for those who want to find out more. Thank you very much. Those who are in hospital, those who are going through difficult times, it is not the end of the world. We are going to get healed. Things are going to turn. Muntomnyama, Sizu Muntomnyama, Wagini, Skatsog, Mondela, Nasiko, Mama, Kabelo, happy birthday for tomorrow. I love you, South Africa. Thank you, Tabiso. Jealous down. Jealous down. Up next, Ashraf Gada, The Viewpoint. Jordan Rittenbury, MD of Edelman, South Africa, is the guest. It is time for news.